Luke chapter 24, beginning at verse number 16. I'm reading from God's Word translation. Although they saw him, they didn't recognize him. He asked them, what are you discussing? They stopped and looked very sad. One of them, Cleophas, replied, are you the only one in Jerusalem who don't know what has happened recently? What happened, he asked. They said to him, we were discussing what happened to Jesus from Nazareth. He was a powerful prophet in what he did and said in the sight of God and all the people. Our chief priests and rulers had him condemned to death and crucified. We were hoping that he was the one who would free Israel. What more, this is now the third day since everything happened. Some of the women from our group startled us. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They told us that they had seen angels who said that he's alive. Father, we thank you for this word. Let this word come alive within our hearts. Let us experience the resurrection this morning in our lives. Let us experience your presence in the name of Jesus. Let this word come alive in our hearts and our minds. Let us leave this place charged, challenged, and changed. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Amen. I want to address you from a subject this morning. Don't give up hope. The best is yet to come. I was thinking in this particular passage, and verse 21 stood out in my mind. It says, we were hoping that he was the one who would free Israel. Can you imagine the very thing that you are hoping for seemed to have died? Your best hope have failed. Israel had been through uh, many changes and finally someone had come along who had fulfilled the scriptures of her deliverance. Israel realized it was going to take somebody special to deliver her out of the situation that she had gotten in. For years she had looked for a Messiah to get her back in good standing with God. They looked, some of the women by the name of Anna stayed in the temple night and day fasting and praying. Simeon also was one of those ones that was looking for him. Lord, just give us a gleam of hope. And eventually Jesus came on scene 
and they began to rejoice, surely this is the one. John was the forerunner of Jesus, and even John himself wanted to be certain. John sent his disciples in Matthew 11. He sent his disciples to ask the question, are you the Christ or should we keep on looking? Jesus replied and he answered and said to them, go and show John again these things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whoever shall not be offended in me. But can you imagine what these men must have felt when it appeared that their last hope had gone? It was Solomon who made the expression that hope that is deferred makes the heart sick. I wonder, have you ever had hope for something, really hope for it? And then that thing you was hoping for did not mature. Can you imagine what you, what you felt like? And sometimes it wasn't that it was all that great, but I, I, I was hoping for something. I just knew this time it was going to work, only to get right there. And then this thing that I was hoping for failed me. The disciples was convinced that this was Jesus. Certain about something, but it, when I look at the lights of the events, how could this be? How could this be the Christ? Jesus had asked his disciples one day, he said, who do you say that I am? Peter, brave Peter, stood up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then on another occasion in the seventh chapter of the book of John, the Pharisees and the uh, leaders of the congregation sent out to get Jesus to bring him back. And when they went out to get Jesus, they returned with a message, Never a man spoke like this man before. So every indication pointed to the fact that he is indeed the Messiah. He had done so many miracles in his time. He was the water walker. He was the wind tamer the multitude feeder, the storm tamer, the demon chaser, the history maker. He was the carpenter, the bread of life. He was the trendsetter, the mountain mover, the grave robber, the head doctor. In the beginning, from the beginning, the bread of life, the lamb of God, the friend of sinners, the good shepherd, the light of the world, 
and now he is dead. Now, after being all of that, he is dead. He was the only one that were able to raise the dead and now he is dead. Who will raise him? I can only imagine when you get down to the end of your rope, the end of your hope and what I'm going to do now. I'm so sure that this was it. And some of us in life have been the same way. We've been through things and we thought we was at the end of the road of what we was and all of a sudden something happened and, and so Peter felt really brave and so Peter said to himself, Lord, I'm with you all the way. These guys were expecting to sit on thrones with Jesus and all of a sudden the water walker is now in the garden of Gethsemane crying, weeping, saying, Father, move this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. And just a week or so before, they were, had palm branches and they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And they were expecting him to rule and to reign. But now we see Jesus now in the hands of sinful men. Amen. They expected that he would just speak. I, I, I even think that Judas Iscariot said, well, I'm going to get this 30 piece of silver and then I know what he's going to do. I, I'm going to go down and we all just going to pile up on him. He's going to speak a word and everybody's going to fall out. And he, bought this, he came to Jesus and kissed him and betrayed him. And Jesus said, who are you looking for? They said, we're looking for Jesus. And when they said they were looking for Jesus, all of them fell back. But what had happened in this particular case, Jesus was representing all mankind. And because he was walk, representing all mankind, mercy rejoiced against justice. Because all of a sudden, he that knew no sin had become sin. He was not the sinner, but he had become sin. And in the sight of Almighty God, he represented sin in its lowest degree. And now here he is, the Lamb of God that had done nothing. And they took Jesus from there. And they, when they took him from there, before they took him from there, to let you know that what had happened was sin was so prevailing in that time, Peter takes a sword, cuts off a man's ear. Jesus get the ear and stick it up on side of the head and they are not along. If I saw somebody cut off somebody's ear, reach down, get that ear and stick it on side of the head, I would say, I ain't messing with you. <laughs> but because God had ordained it so, they took Jesus after putting on the man's ear and carrying him to 
the judgment hall. And in the judgment hall, amen, Paul began to question him and the disciples began to question him. They set up false witnesses against him. When they set them up, Peter stood afar off and said, well, amen, I don't know what's going to come of this thing. Maybe he's going to work a miracle. Maybe he's going to get out of this thing some kind of way. But then instead of that, he gave himself to them. And all of a sudden, this water walker, this tomb robber, this one that fed multitude, this one that calmed the wind, all of a sudden is subject to the hands of men and women. Our hope seems as if it is dying. If Christ died, all my hope is dead. So here he is sitting there in Pilate's judgment hall. And they took your Lord and my God in that situation. Carried him from judgment hall to judgment hall. And they took Jesus and uh, I was looking at the passion of the Christ. And it really did a really good job of illustrating what they did to him. They had this, 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 this thing, this cat and nine tail. And when they would hit him, it would go into his body and just pull out the hunks of flesh. And he was giving himself to it. And then they took the crown of thorn and pulled that on his head. Can you imagine? This is my hope. This is my hope that they're crucified. And mashed it down into his head. And after mashing it down into his head, take him and put him on a cross. And after put him on the cross, amen, then let that cross fall in the ground pulling the leg and the tendons in his body. My hope is dead. What I was hoping for is dead. But let me tell you something. He, amen, was doing that for you and I that we may have a right to the tree of life. I want to say it to you, to anybody in this room, that at the end of your hope, amen, the best is yet to come. It is not over, amen. The best is yet to come, amen. I, 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 I say, amen, everything else might uh, will fail you, but amen, the best is yet to come. God got something in store for you, amen. Now, let me tell you what, he is the hope restorer, amen. Anybody in the room that had him to restore your hope, amen, it seemed as if it was all over with him, amen. It's over, it's over. He's dead. He went down, amen, into the grave and to make sure, amen, he didn't get up. He took him and they put him in the sepulcher and sealed the sepulcher. He was there. Now, significance that he stayed there three days and three nights. Now, I don't know how they get it from Friday to Sunday to be three days and three nights. I, I don't even have to figure that out. But I do know he was in the grave for 72 hours. This is significant because it says that the body started to decompose at that time. You remember when Jesus came to Lazarus' tomb? And he, they, they said, well, Lord, by this time he stinketh. Why? It's three days. If there was any hope of a resurrection, it's too late now. It's three days. But let me tell you what. Jesus Christ 
Let the devils got him out in the open. Let the devil look like they was warning. And then all of a sudden on the, uh, when he was down there in the grave because he had to go in the grave to get the sting from death. And in the grave, when he went into the grave, he snatched a man to sting from death and took the victory from the grave. And now we are here this morning to celebrate. Amen. The risen Lord. Amen. He is not dead. He is alive. Your hope is not dead. Your hope is alive. I want to say it to you today. I don't care what you've been through, how low you are. You can't get no lower than death. Amen. Amen. I don't, you can't get no lower than death. But he he had died, was down in the grave. And amen. It wouldn't have been so bad if he had been living. He could have raised himself up. But he who is the resurrection and the light is dead. So who going to raise him up? But I heard him say, Amen. No man can take my life. I lay it down and I pick it up. And so we find that when the third day in the morning was come there came a rumbling down in the earth and they didn't know what was coming on but Jesus the Lamb of God amen began to shake hell in the grave amen on the third day in the morning he came up out of the grave and because he came out of the grave you and I are going to come out of our grave I don't care what you're in the best is yet to come. God got something in store for you. It's not over. Touch your name and tell you it ain't over. It ain't over. The best is yet to come. Amen. Some of us have habits and the habits seem that you can't shake your habit. But I got something for you. The blood of Jesus can take rid of your habits. The blood of Jesus can make you whole again. The blood of Jesus has life in it. And God can deliver you through the blood of Jesus. The best is yet to come. Tell your neighbor the best, the best is yet to come. Mm. Oh, you can prophesy to him. Prophesy to him and say the best, your best is yet to come. Hallelujah. When you know your best is going to come. I, I heard somebody say the best car have not been developed. Uh, the final, uh, amen, the final cure has not yet been discovered. <laughs> this is what keep our scientists working. Not only that, uh, the safest airplane have not yet been produced. The best song uh, have not been written. The best product uh, is not on the market. The best church have not been grown. The best sales presentation have not been presented. The best class have not been taught. The best way have not been found. The best is yet to come. I don't care what's going on. The best is yet to come. I was sinking deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. I was very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more but the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now safe am I 
the best is yet to come. God, God is about to shake your cage. God is about to roll your stone away. Joy is about to flow into your life. Amen. The way that you thought was done away with. He said, I'm away in the wilderness. I'm about to bring you out. You talk about being sick. The best days are still ahead of you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I'm the God that heals all of your diseases. I will provide for you. Your best is yet to come. I know some of y'all are here today. And you're in a situation right now. You're just existing from day to day. And you're not realizing. You're just existing. You you don't even have no hope of coming out of it. But I'm going to tell you this. Christ coming from the dead says, whatever you're going through right now, I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to bring you out of this. I am going to bring you out and I'm going to make you whole again. The devil have counted you out but God have counted you in. It's a new day. It's a new day. And you know what? He took this time of year to rise. Isn't this a good appropriate time? Why? It's springtime. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell him it's springtime. When, when, I, when I think about springtime, I think about the oak trees. I think about grass. Some of them been beat up by the winter. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, when the winter finished with you, you don't look that good. Your leaves will fall off. If your grass, you kind of die out a little bit. But oh my God. Amen. The winners of life have beat some of us up. We've been through some stuff and won't our fault, but we had to go through it. It won't my fault that I had to go through that. I was born into some stuff and I had to go. But I'm mean, gonna tell somebody it's springtime now. Tell them, it's springtime, it's springtime. You are about to come out of your situation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I look out now, amen. It make me feel good. I, I look out there. What I what I look for to know, let me know spring is here. I like to see the Easter lilies. Any of y'all see the Easter lilies? When I look out there and see the grass might not be quite green, but there's something about the Easter lilies that pop up there, and they look real, real pretty because everything else is around it dead. God is about to make you look pretty. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You've been through a whole lot of stuff, but God is about to make you look pretty. I know they've given up on you and said that you are over with it. It don't look like no life is left in you, but God is about to make you pretty. Tell somebody, say, I'm about to get pretty. God is about to bring me out of this mess that I'm in. I, I know I might not look so good now, but if you look at me real close, you'll see me burning the butt. I'm coming out. I'm about to get pretty. I'm about to get pretty. That thing, I hey man, look at that. Oh my God. Tell them, say, look at me. I, I look pretty good now, don't I? Tell them. Oh, y'all ain't scared. Y'all ain't scared. Either. They ain't going to tell you up because you're in church. No, I, 
They're going to tell you ugly. Amen. They're going to say, oh, yeah. Amen. There's something about it. Amen. And after a while, it seems as if, hallelujah, the trees that look like they're dead, this land that's up there. But after a while, the leaves start coming on the tree. Hallelujah. The buds will start coming out. Some of you have already bud. You're already budding right now. I might not be in full bloom, but my best is yet to come. I see something happening in my life right now. I'm about to come out of my situation. I'm about to come from that back to the front because God is in control of my life. Your best is yet to come. It is springtime. It is springtime. It's a new beginning. It's a new day. God, the Son, not the S U N, but the S O N is about to shine on you. There's something about the S O N that when He shines on you, uh, He brings you up from where you are. The Son will draw you from the depth. It brings you up. It brings. Can't you feel the pull? Can't you? It pulls you up from where you are, and you start going up. And after a while. That which was hung down, start lifting his head. I heard the David say, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be he lifted up ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. And you know, at that time, Christ had been crucified, and heaven was scared. And they said, who is the king of glory? They shouted back in resounding voices, the Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He is the king of glory. And I want to say to you that are in here today, I don't care who have given up on you. Lift up your head. The king of glory is about to come in. Your best days are ahead of you. Oh yeah, you've been beat up. You've been beat up. You don't look as good as you want to look, but that's all right. The leaves are about to break forth on your tree. It's springtime. It's springtime. It's springtime. It's springtime. God is about to do something great and mighty in 